Awesome. Hey, how many of you were here this morning here, Pastor, might preach? Fantastic. Can anyone tell me what he preached about? <laughs> Jake. Earthquakes. Wow. <laughs> Fractures in the soul. So if you've got a fracture in your soul, which you can find a little bit out tonight, uh, I'm going to go and see Lynn. Come to the restoration retreat. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, tonight I just want to, um, I want to encourage you from the Word of God. How many of you brought your Bibles with you tonight? Fantastic. Why don't we just pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, that you come and touch every heart. Father, every heart that's cracked up and broken, Lord, we pray tonight that you'd come and bring healing in Jesus' name. And everybody said, yeah. Amen. How many of you have seen the, seen the news of the, uh, the recent earthquake down in uh, Christchurch? You put your hands up. What a terrible thing. And uh, what we saw, uh, we saw one of the ladies there, and um, uh, Pastor Mike was talking this morning uh, about how the, with the house that was built on the sand and uh, with a bit of water around it, and when the earth started to shake, she just sat right outside of her door and just sank straight up to her neck straight away. And uh, which, that wasn't a good thing, but uh, she was pretty upset about that. And uh, if you're claustrophobic, um, I think if you're claustrophobic, you probably need to go there, <laughs> go to the restoration retreat. But um, a terrible, terrible thing. And um, yesterday, uh, something that we don't celebrate, but uh, yesterday was 9-11. And for those of you that remember 9-11, uh, it was a day where, where, once again, the earth was shaken and, uh, by, by extreme uh, act of terrorism. And uh, the world's never been the same since, uh, uh, since, that, uh, since the 9-11. And uh, everywhere you look today, you, you can see the world being shaken. Pastor Mike talked this morning about, about financial systems being shaken. Uh, many people here have had their personal lives shaken in many different ways. Uh, some you may not even know you're being shaken. You may just be just darn angry inside <laughs> and upset. <laughs> well, if you're angry and upset or frustrated about something, you don't even know what you're frustrated about. Uh, you're probably being shaken, and you probably need to go to the restoration retreat. Amen, Lynn. Yes, she agrees with me. <laughs> and uh, Kate and I and our family are about to take one of the most exciting rides that we've ever been on in our entire life. And uh, right now we're in the uh, if you didn't see it, the Hawks Bay today, the other day, she had a little article on us. Uh, the Christian paper had an article on us. And, um, and uh, who else? Uh, the television. The Hawks Bay Television want to uh, do an interview with us this week just to um, uh, talk about what we're doing in Pakistan. Funny enough, everywhere we go, uh, I mean, even during the week I was in, in some service stations and uh, people were saying, people that I don't even know, and uh, they recognised me, and, uh, and even Kate had a number of people come up and say, hey, you're the people that are going to Pakistan, wow, and, and absolutely blown away. And uh, these are people that I, I don't even know, and uh, strange things happen. <laughs> but how many people know that God has called you and I to be the light of the earth, amen? And uh, we can be famous inside these four walls for, for lots of different reasons, but it's not enough just to stay contained in these four walls of church. We need to be out there in the community. Jesus said that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And if your soul is all locked up, if you don't have any joy, if, you don't, if you're full of rage, if you're full of frustration, if you're full of sadness, then you ain't got no light going to shine into the world. And uh, if you're not stepping out or standing up for anything, you're not going to be a light into the world. People in the world today, they need a sense of vision. They need a sense of a direction. They need a sense of hope. And in our community today, there are people today that need a sense of hope. And uh, even though there might be destruction and stuff going on, somewhere people have got to know that there is a God somewhere and that God is a good God. 
How are they going to know if he's a good God unless it's reflected out of yours and my life? So if you've got clouds around your life that you need to get shaken off, get along to the restoration. Are you happy about this? I'm plugging this treat for you. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. You owe me a cup of coffee tomorrow. <laughs> and so everywhere we look, we see uh, things starting to bubble up all over the place. And uh, just with a bit of shaking, we, we hear that uh, there are fault lines that people had never, ever known uh, even existed. With a little bit of shaking, all of a sudden we have uh, big cracks in the earth. And people's whole world have absolutely fallen down. We may be here laughing today. It's a great thing. But, you know, there's people here today in our own nation, in our own backyard, uh, their whole lives are falling apart. And uh, we've got to take this joy. We've got to take this hope. We've got to take what we have here into those parts of the world that are cracked and broken. And we need to bring the presence of God. And uh, it takes boldness. It takes courage to do that. You've got to have some guts to go up. And uh, you've got to be secure in who you are to be able to take what you have into the world. People want what you need, what you have. And the decision is will you hold it up and, and bottle it all inside and wait till next Sunday and then have another good giggle? Or will you carry this thing in every day? The Bible says, Jesus says that his mercy is new every morning. His grace is always abundant to us. His joy is freedom. All of us walk in the Spirit all of the time. The question is, what spirit will we walk in? And, <laughs> and uh, so I want to just um, share a message with you tonight. And, um, and uh, this, this message is found in Luke chapter 5. And uh, it's an incredible piece of Scripture. And all of us will find ourselves in this piece of, uh, piece of Scripture at some point. In, L- in Luke chapter 5, and verse 12, it says, And it happened when he, when Jesus, was in a certain city, this certain city. It's Hastings tonight. When Jesus was in the city, certain city, and behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell down on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus put out his hand, and touched the man and saying, and said, I am willing to be cleansed. And the Bible says that immediately, everybody say immediately. Immediately, immediately the leprosy left him and he charged himself to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the high priest making an offering. And if you read, carry on that Jesus himself was the offering that you don't need to do that anymore. And um, so here we have a man that had leprosy. So just quickly, uh, leprosy was a disease that uh, was highly contagious and highly infectious. And uh, leprosy started off as a, a little spot on your skin and eventually started to spread. And it was a disease that had absolutely no cure. When you had disease, when you had the disease of death, you had, uh, you, you have, when you had leprosy, you had the disease of death. Highly contagious. One of the things it would do, it would just start to eat away at your flesh and, and just start to nibble away at your nervous system. And after a period of time, yeah, bits and pieces would start to fall off and you eventually die. Not a good way to go. And not only that, you got ostracized from uh, community, and, uh, and uh, you were, you're an outcast for the rest of your life. Uh, no hopes, no dreams. Your whole life was shattered once you discovered the day that you have leprosy. And uh, can you imagine when it, there was no cure for this disease? And uh, can you imagine uh, if you were uh, back in that time and you were, you were having a good old shower or something like that, and you're doing your makeup or, or doing what you do in front of the mirror, and all of a sudden you, you, see, the spot of, you see the spot on your arm, and you, you, you wouldn't give two, th- two thoughts about it. And then the next week you'd see that spot, and it's grown a little bit further. And then you'd wonder what sort of stuff is, uh, wonder if you had that disease called leprosy. And uh, can you imagine the shock and horror uh, you had discovered when you find out that this thing had leprosy? When you found out that you had leprosy, you were, you were cast out. So what, they would, what people would do, with you try and cover it for as long as you could until it come to such a point where you could not hide it any longer. 
This disease had got such a grip of your body, uh, you couldn't hide it, you couldn't cover it any longer. It was out in the open for all to see. Cracks started to appear. Maybe it just started to scrape, uh, sneak outside of your outside of your jacket, or you could. It came to a place where you couldn't start, you couldn't hide it for much longer. People started to notice. When people started to notice, people started to talk, and it got to a point where it got full-blown disease that you're an outcast. And uh, everywhere you look today. Uh, we may not see uh, leprosy in, its, uh, in, in the state that we see it here, but everywhere we look today, we can see leprosy. Cracks, started to, cracks appear. People try and cover the disease, but the disease is still alive in our society. Today, it's not, more, not so much a, a physical thing, but it's a heart thing. And uh, tonight, we want to talk about, uh, about, the, about our heart and about your heart. And uh, see, the Bible says that we've got to, we've got to guard our heart because... Out of it flows every issue of life. And uh, we see in the world today, there's a huge uh, uh, fear of terrorism. Uh, like I said, when, we, when the Twin Towers came down, uh, the whole world was shaken. The whole world was, was thrown into turmoil. And today, this whole world is still thrown into turmoil. Today, there is a disease called leprosy, and it is in our communities today. And people try and hide it. Even in church as Christians, we try and, uh, we try and hide these, uh, these spots in our life. But eventually, unless we deal with it, unless we come to Jesus Christ, it comes to the point where we can't hide it much longer, and the whole world knows about it. I mean, I was reading in the, uh, in the paper just the other day, and, and there's a particular fellow who's, who's, uh, whose name often appears. And this man is a very, very successful man. And he's got a lot of money. He's got lots of millions of dollars, got a lovely big house and a big business, and he, and, uh, he carries a very, very popular name. Uh, but essentially what happens is uh, you, you, you see that his life is he's, he's covered his life with so many things, so much money, so many possessions, uh, a, a big business, but you can see there's cracks of something. There's a cracks of, of leprosy starting to arise in his heart, and it, shows, and it shows in the paper, and it's public for everybody to see. Somewhere, whatever you have in your heart, it will, if, it's, if it's wrong, if, it's, if, it's a, if there's a leprosy that you have in your heart, at some point it will grow. At some point it will come out. You know, today we, we, uh, we live in the, uh, uh, there's terrorism or the fear of terrorism all through the world. And uh, many people would think that this is a new thing. No, it's not a new thing. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> I mean, it was as if earthquakes are a new thing. No, earthquakes are not a new thing. Earthquakes have been around for years. If you think about a financial collapse, it's like, no, it's not the only financial collapse. There's been financial collapses throughout history. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that you and I face in this world today that is absolutely new and that is never, ever seen before. What we see in the world today is a reflection of what's going on inside the heart of man. When you look at the financial collapse... The financial collapse, the, the, the whole system, there was nothing actually wrong with the system. The issue was not the system. The issue was not the money. The issue is the per, inside a person's heart. When you look at the, the Twin Towers that came down, it's not about America. It's not about this. It's not about that. It's not about Islam. It's not about any of those things. It's about what's, it's a, it's about what's in people's heart that has come to the surface that you can't hide it for much longer and it explodes. When you see different individuals, uh, uh, and they may be very, very successful, but if there is leprosy inside of the heart, if there's issues inside of the heart, it'll come to a point where you cannot hide it any longer. At some point, it's going to come out. 
our lives that we are called to, uh, to be reflectors of the glory of God. But certainly, uh, when the Bible says that we're born into sin as a result of sin, there's this issue of sin that we consistently struggle with. And we've got to deal with the core issues of it. And when I, um, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, I, I saw in the story, you see about Jesus, uh, the thing about leprosy, I mean, when I was in Pakistan, I saw some of the most horrific sicknesses. I mean, I prayed for these people, and you got these bandages and these weeping sores come through. And I thought, man, there is no way I want to touch those things. And um, I just decided, man, I'm going to just reach out and touch the person anyway. And uh, just as it's difficult, just as it's bigger pill to swallow to some, touch some of, these, uh, some of these diseases and touch some of the sickness on people's hands, just as much there's diseases in society, there's diseases in your heart and my heart that we've got to get out, we've got to get restored, we've got to uh, let go of pride, we've got to let go of those coverings, we've got to come to Jesus and allow Jesus to touch these parts in our heart because at some point they're going to come out. At some point, they're going to come out. Like I said, terrorism. Terrorism is not about Islam. Terrorism is not about Islam. And there was lots of, uh, when, you, when you look at it, there's, there's the basic uh, issues of sin. There's some basic issues of sin that we get into our heart. And when those seeds get inside of our heart, when we, um, when we hold on to them, when we don't deal with those things, at some point, they will grow and they will come out. Take, for example, um, Take, for example, hatred. The first thing, one of the first things Jesus started to talk about uh, when he started to walk the earth was talk about the peop- condition of people's heart. The first group of people that wanted to kill him was the church. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of his, the Bible says that he, he stands up in church and he speaks this great message of how, uh, about how, I can't remember really. Uh, yeah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Luke 4.18. And uh, talks about the anointing and, and all these things sort of happening. And people started saying, yeah, 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 this is great. What a great preacher. What a fine young man. And then he starts to speak truth into, some people, into, into their hearts. Next thing you know, they want to kill him. <laughs> How about that? First people, the church, ready to kill him. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> there is nothing new under the sun. The question is, we're going to examine our own hearts. And often we get to a point in our, maybe you've been a Christian for a while, or maybe you move for miracles or power or things like that. I mean, look, I've seen the dead raised. I mean, you think that is pretty well the pinnacle of, of miracles. I mean, that's pretty cool. But at the same time, I've still got issues in my heart. Uh, if I allow hate, if I allow greed, if I allow these things to take a hold of my heart, they will rob me of my destiny that God has called me to uh, walk in. At some point, it will come out in my relationships with people. At some point, that'll come out. If I allow it to fester in my heart, it will rob me and it'll rob you of your destiny. Even though you see great and powerful, don't think that you're, if you're, uh, you see great miracles or you're doing great signs and wonders or these things, that you're immune from. No, 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 no. Lucifer himself was one of the closest angels to God, but pride got into his heart. And if pride can get into Lucifer's heart, pride can get into your heart and it can get into my heart. And so here we, we, we see in the world today that there's, a, there's this disease called leprosy. There's a disease called sin, and it manifests itself in, 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 in hatred. If you look through New Zealand right now, I, I mean, I can tell you without a lie, I have never, I cannot recall one time in Pakistan ever seeing any sense of aggression towards me at all. I come to New Zealand, people are angry. 
People are angry in their business. I'm frustrated. No, you're not frustrated. You're angry. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being angry in itself. The Bible says we can be angry. The Bible says just do not sin when you're angry. <laughs> I mean, if your anger is, is motivated by, by fear or, or, by, um, or by grief, then it's a problem inside of your life. If you're a control freak and you get angry because people don't do what you want them to do, <laughs> it's an issue. You've got to get sorted out. But there's a time to be angry over certain things. Jesus says, he says in Matthew 23, 23, he says, get into the weighter measures of the law such as uh, faith, mercy, and justice. It's okay to be stand up and, and have a righteous, uh, get passionate about some causes that are unjust. But many people in this, maybe you're here today and you're angry over things. Maybe you'd, you'd just say it that you're frustrated. But actually, no, you're not frustrated. You're sitting on stuff inside of your life that you're angry about. Maybe it's grief. Maybe there's something that, uh, maybe, uh, I mean, you look at, uh, they even said on the TV the other day that kids such as five are taking uh, pills for depression. My goodness. <laughs> there's a disease called leprosy in our community today. Maybe that disease is in our, uh, in our church. Maybe it's in the Christian world today. What about, what, what, what about bitterness? I mean, it's very, very easy. Many of us today have had dreams or, uh, 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 in our hearts that haven't quite worked out as though we thought they'd work out. Huh? Maybe some of you here today have, have, have got lost hopes or, or things haven't quite worked out how you thought they were going to work out. And you got disappointed. Many of us face disappointment. The problem is when our disappointment ends up turning to bitterness, Really, really easy. And it, and it doesn't just change just like that. It's a subtle thing. Before you know it, you meditate on your disappointment. Things haven't worked out. You've got broken hopes, broken dreams. Next thing you know, you're bitter and twisted inside. And it's so subtle. But you get around people and you start to talk with people and start to stir that thing up with gossip. That's why gossip is such a terrible thing. You come into agreement one with another and it feeds that thing. What about Fear. People have this, this leprosy called fear inside of our life. And it robs you of your destiny. It robs you of what God has called you to do. People ask me about going to Pakistan. Are you afraid of going to Pakistan? No, I'm not afraid of going to Pakistan. Not at all. Not one iota. Not one iota. <laughs> when I get up in front of, and preach in front of 20,000 plus people, are you afraid? No, not at all. Why? Because I've made a decision to deal with with areas of fear inside of my life. Fear is a seed. Fear is a leprosy that will get a hold of your life and will rob you of your, of your destiny. If I was afraid to step out and do what God has called me to do, that, that, that fear will try and lock you up and stop you from doing that. What is it that is inside of your life that is a fear that is robbing you of the call of God? Maybe it's, something, maybe it's finances. Maybe it's business. Maybe it's something in relationships. Maybe you've got bitterness inside of your heart. Maybe you're sitting on anger. Maybe, I mean, for heaven's sake, man, you just look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> My goodness. Maybe Amanda could take you to the mirror room. We've got a great mirror room. We could do that for restoration. It would be a great thing to do. I want to ask you today, what is going on inside of your heart? Very, very easy to point the finger to say, I talk about these terrorism and, and stuff like that, but actually, it's in the heart of every one of us. <laughs> 
It's in the heart of every one of us. When you open up your mouth and start to talk and give an, an unqualified opinion to some, about somebody, it's an act of terrorism. You're tearing down. Our words have the power of life or death. Very, very easy to find out what's inside of your heart is to listen to the words that come out of your mouth. Your words reflect what's in your heart. Your face will also reflect that. The Bible says that this man, he was full of leprosy. He was aware of his condition. Aware that there's hatred inside. Maybe there's, uh, uh, I'm aware that there's bitterness inside of my life. And, and all the world today, uh, look, uh, we've got a major issue of terrorism. Uh, there's no rockets going to fix the issue of terrorism. What's going to fix it? What, what's, what's the problem? The problem is not a rocket, an issue that can be fixed with guns and rockets. The issue is an issue of the of, the, of, of a person's heart, of the heart of humanity. And at some point, somebody has got to stand up and start to, one, deal with the issues in their own heart, and two, once you've dealt with some of those issues in your own heart, then you can be a light to start to speak and start to address the issues of people's hearts. For me, I've made the decision, me and my family have made the decision that we're going to stand up and we're going to, we're going to do what we can do, what God has called us to do, to combat this thing that the world is afraid of today. Why not? Who else is going to do it? <laughs> I might not be the first person God chose, but I'm going to be the last. <laughs> He's not going to choose somebody else because I'm not going to quit. I'll do what God has called me to do. I won't be afraid, but I've got to deal with the things in my heart too. The Bible says when, uh, when, the, when the man saw Jesus, when the man heard about Jesus, well, how's our world going to hear about Jesus today? It's when you deal with the things in your life. When people start to see the change in your life, when people start to see the change in your heart, that you're not mean anymore, that you're a generous person, that you're not an angry person anymore, you're actually fun to be around. <laughs> you're not boring anymore. You've actually got vision and you've got hope and you've got something that you're actually living for. Just that alone would be a light for some people around here. Just for you to make a statement, just for you to know who God has called you to be. If you could just do that, if you just had a sense of vision and purpose in your life, just that, you would be a shining light. If you got rid of something of that bitterness, if you got rid of some of that stuff that you got inside of there, man, you'd be a shining light. People will want to draw from you. And so when this man, he heard about Jesus, he came to Jesus. Friend, Jesus was the answer there, and he's still the only answer today. We're not going to fix this terrorism issue with rockets. Hey, look, we can prevent some stuff, but actually to, get to, the, to bring a change in society, we've got to change our own hearts. The only answer for that is Jesus Christ. He's the only answer. And the only way that he's, he's going to come is through, through you and I carrying his presence out into the community. And so the man came to Jesus and implored him. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. All of us at some point will have a, a leprosy in our heart that the only person that can fix it is Jesus Christ. We try and hide it with alcohol, try it with our good looks, try and hide it with this and hide it with that. But actually, at some point, it's going to boil over. The only person that can fix our leprosy and heal us is Jesus Christ. It's the only one. The problem is it takes sometimes, some people, a long time to come around to that. <laughs> well, actually, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried this, it's still not working. Well, I actually, yeah, okay, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Even in your business, if your business ain't doing too well, most of the time it's going to come back to a point where I need Jesus. 
If your relationships aren't going too good, it'll come back to a point where I need Jesus. If your emotions aren't doing too good, if you're all wrapped up and worked up inside, it'll come to a point where you're going to just need Jesus. You're going to have to humble yourself and come to him. And once you're fixed up and restored and, and healed, see, God puts his spirit inside of us. You and I are the body of Christ. So both of us will find ourselves in both parts in that story. One, we've got to come to Jesus and get fixed up. And two, we're then the people that got to reach out and touch those with leprosy. We're going to heal that leprosy at our own heart and then turn around and be Jesus Christ. Be the person, be the arms, be the hands of Jesus Christ. Jesus reached out his hand and touched that person. You know, one of the first things that, um, before going to Pakistan, uh, Dad, uh, I remember this email come through. Dad got this email, and he came to me. He said, hey, I got this email to go to Pakistan. And I had this preconceived, preconceived idea, in my, actually in my heart, about what Indians were like and uh, what that part of the world was like. But you know what? My first response was this. Uh, have fun. Good luck. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and now we're shifting. But what? What happened was that prejudice that I had in my heart was a disease, actually, that was, it was seeming insignificant, but it was a disease that could have robbed me from my inheritance. It seemed insignificant. Now, because I've had a change of heart, I'll be one of the most, uh, I'm connected to some of the most powerful people in the world today. Walking in an amazing call of God, but if I allowed that leprosy to carry on and fester in my life, just seemed insignificant. I mean, it wasn't a major thing, but actually, it could have robbed me of my inheritance. Could have robbed me of my destiny. I wonder what little thing that's seemingly insignificant in your life today that could potentially rob you of your destiny, rob you of what God has called you to. Is it prejudice? Are you maybe if I can just say it plain? Are you? darker skin tonight, and you've got a deep issue of prejudice against white people, or you, you may be here tonight, and you've got a, a prejudice against a, an, another race or another religion, or what, what is it that's festering inside of your heart? Could you make a seek feel welcome here tonight? Could you make a, uh, could you open up your arms and open up your heart to, to somebody of a different religion? Well, well, well. Well, they're wrong. They're of the devil. It's burn their Quran. <laughs> How about you bring them home and <laughs> yeah? How about you open up your heart? How about you let go of your hate? How about you let go of your issues? Sure, there's a time to stand up for justice, but sometimes there's a time to open up your heart and actually examine your own heart. Hmm. All of us will find ourselves in that verse somewhere. Either one full of leprosy, maybe it's just a spot. Or maybe it's grown to a point where you can't hide it anymore. Go to the restoration retreat. <laughs> you need Jesus. Little fix you up. She'll find you, she'll show you some paths and how you can get right inside of your heart. Because there's a world out there that needs what you have. There's a world out there, there's a great big world, there's a community, there's a school, there's a, there's a neighbor, there's a friend, there's somebody down the road, there's somebody that needs what you have in your heart. And if you're fested up, you ain't going to be doing nothing. You just fester up and boil up and probably end up in jail or on antidepressants or something like that. Maybe you're already on antidepressants. 
You need Jesus tonight. You need Jesus tonight. Why don't you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Jesus, we thank you so much for your tremendous love for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you're not afraid to come into the parts of our heart and and touch those leprous parts of our of our heart and our life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy, Jesus. Thank you. You say in your word that your mercy is new every morning. Thank you. You say in your word that we can come boldly before your throne of grace in our time of need. Today, Lord, all of us need your grace. All of us here tonight need your mercy. All of us need your touch of your hand upon our heart somewhere. Just every head bowed, every eye closed. I've got my eyes closed. I'm not looking. But I want to ask you this question today. Maybe there's stuff in your heart. Maybe there's a leprosy of jealousy or anger. Maybe you're angry inside. Maybe you've, um, maybe you've got some lost vision or lost dreams and you've allowed bitterness to get in your heart. Could be anything, really. May not look very big, but you never know what it's robbing you of. If it's there, it'll grow to something. Can't tell you can't hide it. Why don't you make a decision? Just acknowledge the Jesus tonight, just by raising up your hand and saying, "Jesus, I've got leprosy in my heart, and I need you to touch me, Lord." If that is you, no one's looking tonight. This is just between you and God. Why don't you just raise your hand right now? Maybe you think you've got it all together, but mm, there's people here tonight. I'm even raising my hand. (laughs) I know there's still areas of leprosy in my life, and I need Jesus to touch me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your presence come and fill this place tonight. Touch every heart, Lord. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you that you're kind, that you're generous, that you're mercy, Lord. Come and fix our hearts, Lord. Come and touch the areas of our hearts where we don't even know what they're there, Lord, or we're too much pride, got too much pride to even acknowledge it. Or, Lord, tonight, Lord, just touch us tonight. Lord, we humble ourselves before you. We humble ourselves before you, mighty God. Maybe tonight God's challenging you to, maybe it's an area of prejudice or maybe a, something there that's blocking you. Maybe you're so wound up with things in life and circumstances, you're busy, you've got no room or got nothing there to go out and reach out and touch somebody else. Why don't you make a decision tonight to get over your racism, to get over your prejudice, to get over whatever is touch whatever has got a hold of you and reach out and touch another person. Touch a person with leprosy. Find something somewhere. There's people all around you. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's a friend of yours. For Kate and I, our family, it's going to be a whole nation. It's going to be a whole region of the world we're going to go and touch.
You too can come and join us. You can partner with us if you want to and reach a whole, half the world's population will reach. You too have the opportunity to, to reach them with us. Tonight, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and touch us and minister tonight in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Presence of God is here. I can feel that anointing coming again. Notice tonight that really feeling God's touched your heart tonight. You realize, man, there's stuff in me. I really want God to touch me. Lord, I'm just acknowledging these things tonight. Issues, attitudes, anger, prejudice, bitterness. Now, God may not deal with it all tonight, but perhaps what you could do is come and just lift your hands to him and say, God, I just open myself to receive, just a touch from you, just to begin to empower me begin to move forward in dealing with these things. Lord, I just open my heart today. I make a decision. Lord, if I've got anger, I'm going to go to get restored. I'm going to go and repair my heart. So tonight I'm just coming forward. So what, you've got something in your heart. Maybe it's anger, bitterness, resentment, jealousy. Maybe some prejudice or whatever it is you've got in yourself. Something or fear holding you back or it's a disappointment. Many times disappointments, you know, disappointments come in life. They really do. But what you do with them determines what happens. You can either grow through them and start to come to where God wants you to come to, or you can just uh, be defeated by them, turned away and become angry. You know, so many people are like that. I've seen so many believers on the, in the course of life just become angry over something, some silly thing, but become a big thing in their mind and heart. And then they stumbled. It was even more tragic when they, they took their family away, and they, then the family stumbled as well. But why don't you come tonight? Just come tonight and say, God, I'm building an altar with you tonight. I'm opening my heart. I just hear you talking to me. Just come. Come now. Come now. Come now and lift your hands to Jesus. Come now and open your heart to him. Come now and build an altar to him. Come now. Come now. You know God's talking to you. Come to him. There's disappointment. Just open your heart to him right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Come in. People can come into the center. Come in here. We just worship him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, just once you got in your position, wherever you are, then just close your eyes. So you basically you shut the distractions out. Then just allow yourself to just see you're taking that issue. It's like a big spot a big black leprous thing and you're giving it to Jesus to take away give it to him give it to him at the cross of Jesus Christ there was a tremendous exchange he gave us his goodness we poured our disappointments failures and bitterness on him he took our sin on the cross Lord we open our hearts to you we hear you talking to us tonight and we respond to you. Lord, we take what has been a stumbling in our heart, bitterness, and we repent of it and give it to you now. Anger, we repent of it and give it to you now. The trying to control our life and events, we give it to you now. The grief of past failures and, and, and things that have said, we bring it to you now. Father, we bring these things now. Lord, begin to work in our life. We might be free and walk in the joy of the Lord. Holy Ghost, come.